Welcome to the Kingdom Dream Chasers podcast, a podcast for women of faith in direct sales and network marketing who are ready to build thriving businesses with God, for God, and because of God. This podcast is for you if you want to learn how to work smarter, not harder. If you're ready to give up selling for serving, give up recruiting for inviting, and give up those spammy messages for true kingdom connections. Here, you will learn how to embrace your identity as a daughter of the king in network marketing. And as you do so, God will show you how to chase his dreams for your business. Your host, Gail Root, is a passionate kingdom business coach. She exclusively coaches women of faith in the industry to get results by building their business on kingdom values. With over 30 years of experience and landing consistently in the top 2%, ladies, this is her field of favor. Hit subscribe and meet us back here each week as we learn how to work from rest and build thriving kingdom businesses. All right, here we go, kingdom dream chasers. Hey, hey, kingdom dream chasers. So this is going to be a little bit of a painful story in my direct sales days, um, but it's had a profound, significant life-changing moment in my spiritual journey and my intimacy with the Lord. And I want to share it with you for a number of reasons. Number one, I think it happens to many of us as entrepreneurs, as women of faith in our business. Number two, it's about how we relate to others, especially women. Um, Number three, um, this was an area of my life where I literally lost sleep. I, I had chronic anxiety about it. And the Lord literally, um, through one human, he gave me profound freedom in this area. And so it's demonstrating also the power that you have when you speak life and truth in love into someone's life. Um, please don't ever underestimate how God is using you to speak life to someone close to you. But remember, we do it in love and we do it with permission and respect. We do, don't do it from a place of authority. Um, don't misunderstand me. God gives us authority, but we don't abuse that authority by coming from a self-righteous place. Okay, you can probably count on your hand right now the amount of Christians that you've been exposed to in your life um, that you know intimately that have come at you from a self-righteous place of um, they know it all and you need to listen to them. And it is the most off-putting, offensive thing because God didn't create us. And Jesus never did that. He told stories. He told parables. He wanted us to walk into the situation and see ourselves in the situation. It's the most loving thing to do. He, rather than stand there shaking his finger at us, right? That was never God's heart, never Jesus's position was standing there shaking his finger, even to the Pharisees. Um, okay. Now, um, stay with me. All right. So what happened was I was um, in a direct sales company. I started, I had three little boys and I started because I wanted some income to be able to do some home remodeling projects, to be honest. Um, And my husband was, you know, had a successful business, but um, I wanted to be to be motivated um, by trips and remodeling projects and things like that. And I wanted to be able to contribute financially. 
Um, I came from a corporate background and I loved every minute of being able to be an at-home mom, but I knew that I had the ability um, to have an at-home business. So I jumped in and ironically, it was jewelry. Um, And the truth is, I literally, the only jewelry I wore was my wedding ring and a watch. And I would put in, you know, from getting my ears pierced when I was what, like 11, remember in the mall. Um, And so from, from those days, I literally would wear little studs like I I would buy like $19 fake cubic zirconia little studs or little dots, and those are my earrings. Now, um, I liked bigger earrings, but my boys were really little, and they would pull on everything, right? So that is literally – that was my jewelry. So here I am with a jewelry company. Hello. And the reason why this is important is because I had no intention of actually building a six-figure business. Um, And I think a lot of – I want you to hear that because a lot of the women who come onto your team, or that you recruit, they have those hopes deep within them, but they would never even voice them to themselves because it feels too scary, too big. So they'll say, oh, I just want enough to pay the bills. I just want enough for my little remodeling project, right? To take my husband on a trip, to take my family on a trip. Okay. So, um, but what happened was my business started to explode and it grew and it grew. And I had women, um, I had friends in other cities that I was recruiting and um, they were coming on board and they were building teams in their cities. And so I had a team in Chicago. I had a team in Virginia. I had a team in New York and I was in Pennsylvania. And then that that um, Virginia friend, she had to build a team in California and the New York friend, she had a sister in Cincinnati and build a team in Cincinnati. So this thing just started blowing up. Okay. And all of a sudden I have this thriving team in the six figure business and I'm coaching 15 women a week on how to coach their teams. And so I don't mean it literally mean to say all of a sudden it was a couple years. All right. But now where, why is this important? Because I was a believer I loved the Lord, but at that time in my life, I sort of treated him like Santa Claus. He was up there with a, you know, naughty and nice list and looking Gail, you know, trying to keep things in the good column. Like, oh, that was good. You are serving your husband. You're serving your children. You're being a good leader. You're trying to lead from an authentic, honest place. Um, but it was really like I, he was just up there with that red pen watching over me to see how I was doing. And I was trying to please him and prove I was worthy of his love. Now, would I have consciously told you that I, what I was doing? No, I don't think I would have. But was that what I was doing? Yeah, pretty much. So um, what I'm trying to bring you into the heart of what was going on in my life, I was still leading the show. I wasn't, even though I was a believer and I loved the Lord and I prayed to him daily, I was not fully surrendered. And even today, I mean, what does fully surrendered actually mean? But I can tell you right now, I'm a lot more surrendered than I used to be. Okay. So, um, so I had one of my leaders. So here we go. Right. I had one of my leaders who all of a sudden was, uh, clearly annoyed with me, clearly, um, short tempered, um, irritable, um, um, just not happy with me. And I'm like scratching my head. Like, what did I do? Why is she upset with me? What is going on? How have I not served her, her team? And so ultimately what was happening was I was earning commissions off of her team. Right. And she was upset about that. Like, I think, you know, my interpretation was she sort of was 
believe that I wasn't, how did I, I was just earning this money, right? And from her activity, which really the company was paying me that money, right? She wasn't. Um, but anyway, it caused this rift between us. And you guys, I lost so much sleep about this. So where I'm going with this, I had a lot of this fear of people, what other people thought of me, what they, um, that fear of being rejected by what other people thought, being embarrassed or rejected that she thought I wasn't a good enough leader or I wasn't uh, serving her or I was, or I was being, um, I wasn't being humble about the earnings and the, and the income that God was blessing me with. So all of these things were just, you know, what I was doing, you guys, um, was I was very fixated, not on what God thought of me, but I was fixated on what she thought of me. And I was allowing it to keep me awake at night. And I'm here to tell you that we know from God's word that Jesus came to give us the abundant life and to give and in that abundant life we have freedom full freedom that means freedom of what other people think of us and what i want you to know is if you plan on growing your business past the point that you are now you're going to have to get new levels of freedom and you're going to have to start and here's where the friend came in God put this woman in my life. She lived in a different state and we had an opportunity to um, speak at a national conference together and we were doing like this team training. So we were spending a lot of time together and she was a powerful Christian. And I really didn't know that at the time, but before we would start our, our sessions together, she'd say, let's pray. And you guys, I'm just being really real with you. That was uncomfortable for me at the time. I didn't pray out loud with others. and I certainly wouldn't have prayed out loud by myself to her, but I certainly would allow, I wanted her to pray. And I found great comfort in her praying over our, and to, for God to bless our time together and bring us peace and strategy and wisdom so that we could serve the women that he'd called us to serve when we were speaking at the highest level. But this was not comfortable for me at the time. So I think sometimes I'm just putting a little pin in right at the moment. You know, sometimes people look at me now, my clients look at me now and they think I've always been this way. I've always been able to pray out loud and speak, um, you know, passionately about my relationship with God and, and helping others to find their intimacy with the Lord. No, that is not the truth. This has been a journey God's had me on and it's taken me surrendering to him every single morning and sitting at his feet in quiet with stillness every morning. And it's still after six years of practicing, it's still the most humbling thing I do every day. Okay, so let's get back to our story. So um, my dear friend, Joni, she says to me, um, Gail, I I poured out my heart to her one day. And I just said, you know, after we'd been working together and building up a trust, and I I knew that I could share this with her. And the other beautiful thing was that God put her in my life because she wasn't on my team. Like I didn't really know who I could talk to about this other than my husband who was tired of hearing it. Um, And going to the Lord with it, I just wasn't getting clarity and it just the tension of it and the, the fear of, of all of it was building and the sense of, you know, I, I lay at bed at night and say, God, you know, if I, if I'm supposed to apologize to her for something, am I, if I, if I have done something to offend her, please show me what it is so I can repent and tell her I'm sorry, but I wasn't finding anything. And so, um, I pour out my heart to my dear friend and she looks at me dead in the eyes And she says, Gail, 
we live for the audience of one. <sighs> you guys, this was years ago and I, I could cry right now. Just remembering the moment. I felt the power of those words come over me. I felt the conviction of those words come over me. I knew in that moment that I had completely been making this other person an idol in my life and treating what she thought of me so much more. I elevated it to so much more important than what God thought of me. And Joni, with one statement, brought me to my knees in the most beautiful, sweet surrender. Gail, we live for the audience of one. And you know what? That means over my husband, I live for the, over my husband's opinion, I live for God's opinion. Over my parents, my father, my mother, I live for God's opinion. My sisters, all of these people, I value greatly their opinion of me, but I will not allow their opinion of me to be more important than God's opinion of me. I live for the audience of one. I live for his his eyes on me. I step out in courage and I do things today. Yes, do I wonder sometimes what someone else is going to think of my post or say about this or that? Yes, I do wonder. Do I have a little bit of trepidation about it, a little fear? I do. But do I do it anyway? Yes, I do because God has called me to be bold and courageous and to minister in the marketplace for him and to live for the audience of one. I do it for him. And if someone else doesn't like it, that is their business. And they can walk away and they cannot like it. If they're offended, that is between them and the Lord, not me. I didn't offend them. Their spirit, the Holy Spirit offended them and made them uncomfortable. And they need to go deal with that with the Lord. If I am moving in truth and love, and not from a place of self-righteousness, but I'm sharing my heart and my journey and someone else doesn't like it. That is their business, not mine. I live for the audience of one and I see so many women battling with this bondage. And I'm telling you, if you want to lead other women you and you're a believer, you've got to live for the audience of one. And I'm going to end with what the Lord laid on me this morning. I have a a summit interview I'm doing at one o'clock today. And I was praying over it this morning for God just to bring me fresh truth for this interview. And um, what the Lord was showing me and reminding me of is that we have, as believers in business, we have a choice. We are not to, as believers in business, operate in the world's marketplace. We are to operate in the kingdom marketplace. So as a believer in business, if I'm going to op, if I'm going to try to take my faith and step into the world's marketplace, you better bet that you're going to be hit with discouragement, fear, worry, not enough. I can't. You're going to want to hide. You're going to want to give in to every distraction during the day, not accomplish the task that you set out to do just an hour before. 
But if we step into, as a believer in business, we step into the kingdom marketplace. Now we're operating from a place of courage and strength that the Holy Spirit has given us. We have faith that he will help us to stay focused, stay on task, give us the wisdom to work smarter, not harder. We don't succumb to hustle and grind anymore. We walk in purpose and truth, and we are extremely efficient with our time and our day because God has called us to steward it well. Steward the leads that he gives us well, the team that he gives us, the clients that he gives us, the customers that he gives us. We are operating in a kingdom marketplace where we nurture with love. We don't recruit. We invite. We don't sell. We serve. We don't show up telling everybody about our products and our company. We show up helping people understand how what we have has benefited us. And if they're interested in that same transformation, we would love to talk to them about it. So you have a choice right now. One, to live for the audience of one. And two, to decide which marketplace you're going to operate in. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Dream Chasers podcast. It's not an accident that you landed here, so stick around. If you are blessed by the content, subscribe and join Gail weekly. There is nothing more important to her and her team than shares and reviews. So if you consider one or both, that would be awesome. Hungry for more kingdom perspectives on direct sales and network marketing? Gail offers free and paid challenges, courses, mentorship groups, and coaching programs throughout the year. They may be just what you have been praying for. And most importantly, Gail wants to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being ready to learn how to seek God first in your business. That's the hallmark of a kingdom dream chaser.